Welcome to Coffee Talk with Linda. I'm Linda Davis. Thank you for joining me today. A little bit about myself before we get started. I love Jesus. I love coffee. And I love sharing both. So go grab your cup and let's talk. Today we are welcoming back Brittany Hawkins. We have been talking about our identity in Christ and especially young woman having an identity in Christ, being healed and made whole in Christ, uh, in a season of singleness, uh, walking with the Lord and letting the Lord just really do in you all he desires to do in you before you step into all he has for you in the future. And so we we want to pick up, we, we left off the last podcast. If you have not listened to that yet, go back and listen to it for sure. This is part two of a part one. And you can definitely listen to this first. The questions stand alone, but definitely be sure to go back and step into um, your identity being placed in the right place, you understanding your purpose in life, you understanding your positioning in life um, before God brings that person into your life. And I wanna say this too, you know, if you're already in a committed relationship, if you're already in a marriage, you know, don't be discouraged and defeated. You can still apply these concepts that we're sharing about. These can still be applied in your life. It's just, it's an advantage if you're a single person to begin working on them now. And so we, we want to pick up with um, Brittany. Welcome back, Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us again. And just yeah. really quick, if you haven't listened, this is Brittany Hawkins. Uh, she's my niece, and um, she's was raised up in the Boston area. And she now lives in the Houston, Texas area. And uh, we're just, you know, she's a, a single woman in her 20s. She's 26 years old. And she's really um, allowing the Lord to just work in her life and heal her heart of wounds and becoming whole and fulfilled in her purpose in the Lord to be that healthy partner when God crosses her path with the person he has for her to walk out the rest of her life with. And so let's pick up from there, Brittany, with this question. Have you felt God has placed you in a season of working on just you? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like we were saying in our prior podcast, I love the Boston area. I had zero intentions of ever moving unless it was to California, to another coast, basically, where the beach is. <laughs> and for some reason, I was put in a position where I kind of had to, I had to make a choice and I had no other choice but to go where I got my only job offer. So I mm. ended up moving to Houston and I really didn't want to do it at first. If I'm being totally honest, I was kind of mad that I had to leave all my friends my whole life because I went to school up there my entire life. I had my family you know, I would go hiking on the weekends, basically just, you know, run around the city and do what people in their 20s do. Just have fun, explore, take cool Instagram pictures. And, you know, when I moved to Texas, like I was saying to you before, I was put in a position where I knew no, no, I knew no one. I had no friends. I had to really fully be willing to put myself out there to put God first and to kind of 
make a decision as to what kind of person I wanted to be because I do genuinely believe that once you hit the 25 age mark, you kind of have a choice to make. Like you either work through your stuff or that becomes who you are. Mm-hmm. And for me, really I good. just, you know, I was like, I don't want to be depressed. I don't want to have anxiety. I don't want to have poor self-esteem. I don't want to feel like I'm not worth it. And I have to be, you know, married or in a serious relationship or have all these people around me to feel like I matter. And cause the truth is that's, that's not true. You know, God has made me for a reason and my time in Texas has really impacted my life. I don't think it's necessarily Texas, but I think it's more so the fact that I was put in a position where I had to either, you know, sink or swim. And I chose to do what it takes to swim. So how does, how would you say allowing God to work in you first, how does that allow you to see outside relationships at their true value for better or worse, really? Yeah, that's a tough one. I think I'm definitely more aware of red flags now that I am more solidified in my relationship with God. I think I see it more, you know, just from observing other people's relationships, friendships. Um, I definitely got to the point where I was able to be okay with being alone versus hanging out with bad company. Mm. And that's a really hard decision to make. But going back to my upbringing and my family, my mom always used to tell me, you know, Brittany, like, if you're really going to live for God, you're going to do a lot of stuff that people aren't going to like. You know, you're going to have to say no a lot. And when she was talking about her youth, too, when she was in her 20s, she was saying how she had to completely give up all her friends. And people really were upset with her. They didn't like her. They were mad at her. But she made the choice that her soul was more important. And like I was just saying, you know, you either sink or you swim. So for me, I got to the place as someone who is super social and loves hanging out and having fun. I had to be okay with being alone and not letting being alone make me feel like I don't matter because I know that in the end, I'd rather be alone than be around bad company. Absolutely. And that is tough at times because the enemy will come and whisper in your ear and even maybe just try to... uh get dis- get you discouraged um, because especially if you are a social person, yeah, you know, getting you discouraged to, um, oh, well, you're not doing anything. And then of course you see uh, Instagram, right? And everybody's <laughs> out, looks uh, seemingly happy, seemingly having fun, seemingly has all these great friends and it puts such undue pressure on people to, um, Compare and compete. Yeah, which isn't right. Which isn't right, absolutely. I've had moments where I've really thought about deleting all my social media just because I'm so sick of the pressure that it puts on people, you know? I mean, and when I look at certain people's posts, I see, you know, some of my friends are dating some guys, and I'm like, why are you dating them, you know? That's just, mm. just not a good relationship. But right. I see a random picture that they post of them smiling and holding each other's hands, and you know, I know the truth about right. that relationship. Right. And I'm like, whoa, what a what a mess, man. But, you know, other people don't. And right. they see that and they hold themselves to that standard. And it's just, a, it's not fair, you know? So that kind of leads right into the next question, actually. How do you go, you and other young women, like, so say there's women younger than you. They're just getting ready to go off to college and they're listening to this. 
or they're in the midst of their college years and they're, and they're listening to this. They now have stepped out of that uh, fold, that cocoon of, of their parents' house and a lot more freedom, a lot more liberties, um, no matter what college you go to, Christian or not Christian, a lot more liberties. So how do you go against the flow, against the norms and uh, hold on to, I'm going to kind of throw, this is going to be a question that has a few other little questions in it, just so you can keep going as you answer. So how do you go against the flow and hold on to a, a lifestyle of purity, either in a Christian college or just like a, a regular state university type college, when even your Christian friends bring unintentional pressure? That's such a good point. I think when, you know, when I went to school at first, I would go to parties and do all that because I thought, you know, I was just trying to fit in. And then I was always uncomfortable. And I realized eventually, well, it's not really me. And so I stopped doing it. But I think it's hard when you're younger, when you're seeing people who claim to be on that level, and then they're really just doing everything else that the world is doing. And it's kind of confusing and I think it sends a lot of mixed messages and I think that just totally comes down to the fact that people are imperfect but my advice to younger girls would really be to not again not apologize for being who you are and be consistent just always be consistent and you're gonna make mistakes and you're gonna you're gonna fall and that's okay but as long as you're learning from them and you're you're sticking to who you really are, I think that's the most important thing. Because when you know who you are and you know what your identity is, it's not going to change. And how you act is what you attract. That's something my mom always used to say to me, mm. Brittany, how you act is what you attract. And I used to think she was ridiculous, but it's totally true. You know, if I'm acting like a lunatic in college and I'm going to all these parties and getting, you know, out of control, like what kind of guy am I going to attract? What kind of friends am I going to attract? Are they going to be there for me when, you know, my life outside of, partying is falling apart probably not they're just along for the ride so I think you're better off being honest from the very beginning about who you are and owning that because you're going to attract the right friends and the right people that you want around you instead of pretending and kind of punishing yourself for putting on this show to be someone that you're not that's really good yeah that is really good instead of punishing yourself for putting on a show that you're really, you're really not. That's a fantastic, that was a fantastic statement. Um, so this is a really good question and uh, be brutally honest. Sure. <laughs> uh, what are some of the guy lies younger girls should guard against? Oh, man. I think a lot of men are really poorly mentored these days. And that's just True. me being flat out honest a lot of guys that I've met have dictated their dating style based off of culture and that's mm. totally wrong because culture is constantly evolving and changing and saying hey you can do this it's okay you can push this line it's okay you can do this and this and this and whatever you want whatever feels good kind of thing whereas instead of basing your dating style off of something that's never changing otherwise known as the bible that mm. they've done and I think for younger girls you know, when you're starting to get to know the Bible and you're like, oh man, this is so aggressive. This is so, you know, boom, boom, boom. But I think 
mentorship and the process of that is extremely important because someone who's been through that before you will help you understand that no this isn't to restrict you and prevent you from having fun it's to protect you in the long run from hurt because I meet so many people so many Mm -hmm. young girls who are like oh my gosh like I'm so this this and this and I have all these things because you know this happened to me in my last relationship and when I ask now like why how serious were you? And they go into how, you know, certain boundaries are crossed and all this stuff. And in my head, I'm thinking this world of hurt could have really been prevented if, you know, you really loved and honored your body in the way that God intended you to. And obviously that's easier said than done. But I think a lot of guys in our culture who truly aren't fully invested in what God says, they're invested in what culture says, they yeah, they're going to tell you, oh, you're a prude. Oh, you're this. Oh, there's no point in us staying. Oh, we have to get married right away. Oh, you know, I want to date other people. I mean, I've been told so many crazy stuff. I, I can't even, I have a list, but, and every girl does. But again, if you're having, for me, like I have a dad who is really protective of me and loves me and speaks life into me and says, no, that's not true. That's not who you are. And you know, I have a brother and I have boy cousins who are really, you know, loving and kind. And then I have, you know, Uncle Dan and I have all these people who speak into me like, no, Bernie, you deserve the best. No, and you don't have to put up with that. No, that doesn't make you approve because you're not willing to do that. No, boundaries are important. And I think for younger girls, it's so, so vital to have men and I don't say boys I say men around Mm. you who are walking in God and aren't afraid to guide you along the dating process and kind of help you realize and see things that you can't see yourself that's a really great point and for this of course brings it back around to what we talked about in the previous podcast about the importance of mentorship yeah and so not Not a lot of people are blessed to have all those men in their life like you have that um, that will uh, encourage them to pursue the best for them. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I think even some young girls are probably even more so encouraged to settle. Yeah. You know, which is mind boggling. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I was actually just reading that in Relationship Goals. Mm. He's talking about how, you know, societal pressure and family pressure will rush you into something that's not necessarily right. And then it doesn't end up working out. It, you know, sometimes it leads in a horrible breakup or a divorce. And at the end all be all is you can't rush it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's a, um, goes back to even what I had said, I think in the previous podcast about the only one that's going to walk out your marriage is you. Yeah. You know, and um, you're, nobody in your family is going to be in the trenches of your marriage with you. Yeah. So you really, you know, if you're being pressured to marry, you know, that, that's, that's a tough one. I, I would rather see somebody be pressured not to marry mm-hmm. and choose to marry anyway than somebody not really being ready for marriage or wanting marriage, but being pressured into it and not having the uh, strength and courage really to, because it's tough, especially family pressure to stand up against it for sure. And so, um, you know, for, for a woman that 
young woman, you know, that you don't have, you know, maybe you didn't have a dad in the home and, and you don't, you know, you don't have a brother. You don't, you don't have cousins that, that can speak into your life. Um, pursue somebody, you know, in, in a guided way. Pursue a woman to begin to mentor you. And, you know, don't, not me, I'm not encouraging anybody to, a young woman to pursue a man to mentor her because that won't be healthy. But um, pursue a, a mentor in your life that can help you. Uh, maybe pursue a, an older woman that's married that has a healthy marriage. That would be somewhere good to start. You know, and if you're a little older and listening to this, you know, even, uh, you know, your age, Brittany, um, somebody just coming into their 20s, being willing to mentor those people, be willing yeah. to give of your time and, and say, you know, you, you want to do this first. You want to do that first. Um, you know, there's like a, a thing out there, you know, go out and have your fun first. In one sense, you know, go out and get healed first. <laughs> yeah. You know, get healthy and whole in the Lord first. And mm -hmm. instead of, oh, well, if you get married, every, that will make everything okay. Then you'll be it happy. It doesn't. <laughs> it's a mess if that's your mindset going into it, for sure. Oh, yeah. And that's a cool point that you just made because Michael Todd in his book talks about how a lot of people, when they go into marriage and they haven't really healed in their singleness, mm -hmm. they're trying to live a single life while they're married. And they're wondering why their spouse is so upset with them. <laughs> right. Because they're trying to act like they're not married when they are and they didn't take the time to really go through that season. And I'm not saying it's wrong to get married super young or it's wrong to wait. I mean, every situation is obviously different, but I think really taking the time to make sure that you are emotionally stable, you're healthy, you're ready to go. I think that makes a huge difference. Absolutely. It can certainly eliminate a lot of frustration in yeah. marriage. You know, it'll bring its own stuff anyway. You know, even, yeah. even going in healed and, in whole in the Lord, you know, it's still a process for sure. For sure. So, um, you know, the more advantage you can give yourself going into it, the better for sure. Mm -hmm. So how would you encourage, what would be your biggest encouragement to young women uh, to keep pressing on, to find their healing, to find their true identity? That's a tough question. I think a lot of it is just, really figuring out your niche and what you're gifted in and what your purpose is. And in order to find your purpose, I think you kind of have to really be in touch with God. And in order to be able to be whole, I think you and find your purpose and find your identity and be able to press on to, through certain things, you have to be able to figure that out through Christ. So it's a step process. Um, I know for me, I didn't really... I, I didn't really know that I was going to go into athletics. Obviously I'm a coach and, you know, I played sports in college, but I didn't really know that it was okay to have a career in athletics because when I was younger, it was weird to be good at sports and be a girl. And now obviously that has kind of changed and shifted into, Oh, that's great. You know, women's sports. And I had an advisor named Valerie Jen, who was super, super powerful in my life and she kind of really encouraged us you know pursue your passions and god gives us these gifts and for me it was sports and my ability to connect with others and 
I've always been very much a social butterfly and the funny one and, you know, using those gifts to kind of connect with people and identify that and use that as a source of your own ministry. I think one thing that one lie that I would encourage a lot of young girls to kind of stay away from is I think sometimes the church tells you, you know, you're only powerful in God if you're working exactly directly in the church. And if you're a pastor, if you're this, and I just, I don't think that's true at all. Like for me, I never personally had the desire to work in a church, but you know, I go to school every single day and I interact with teenagers every single day. And obviously, you know, I'm not perfect. And sometimes I don't do it the best of my ability, but I have a huge responsibility and I, and a huge part of, you know, shaping their adolescent life. And that's, I take that super seriously. And going back to what we said, you know, a, a little back, in order to be able to do that well, I have to, number one, be in tune with God. Number two, know my purpose. And number three, you know, unapologetically being able to go for it and just be able to show up when I need to show up. That's, that. those are all great points. And something that stood out to me, um, and it may have been in the previous podcast that that I think it, if you can find a balance between these two things, some of what I think you have said really helped you come to this place that you now find yourself in has been really a combination of first allowing yourself to be alone to be one-on-one with God and not distracted by um, busyness. And of course, this time of quarantine has helped that for sure. But even, even going prior to that, you know, the Lord literally picked you up, plucked you out of Boston and dropped you in Houston to experience that, you know, kind of like um, uh, Abraham, you know, like, he had to leave his family. You know, he, the Lord put a demand on him to leave everything he knew and all his family behind. And if you study that out, his family, they were idol worshipers. And so Abraham never could have become what God purposed him to be if he had not been willing to be obedient and leave everything he knew. And so God doesn't put that demand on everybody. I don't know why. I've had that, as you know, several times over in my life, and you have now too, for sure. Um, But like, I think for you, you know, you'll look back at this season of your life and moving down to Houston is one of the the significant shifts in your life uh, as a young woman in the Lord. And so allowing yourself to be alone and then also for you at at the same time, what what I have heard you bring up several times over that I think is important is you've gotten yourself connected through your church, Hope City, and connected uh, in a Bible study or um, I'm not sure if they call them connect groups there or life groups, but um, in fellowship with like-minded people, younger people, your age group, uh, so though, so balancing those two things have really uh, played a part in you stepping into your wholeness in the Lord. Totally. Yeah, that's awesome. And so um, I guess I want, I want you to close it up with just, you know, encouraging, uh, encouraging young girls, you know, like how do they, 
what if they're at a loss, like they've listened, they listened to the first podcast, they're listening to this one and they're like, I, how do I start this? What's my, what's my first step? Because I think once somebody can truly make that first step, then they'll continue on. I think just a willingness to be brave. And Mm. for me, naturally, I'm a very bold person. And that's something that I was just naturally gifted with. But I do recognize that that's not everyone's personality. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. But I think just starting with little steps, you know, starting to challenge yourself with little things, like maybe not hang out with that person that poorly influences you is step one. Maybe not going out to that a restaurant or bar with that guy that you randomly hear from periodically that mm. stuff too i mean there are little steps that you can make that inch you closer to becoming more independent more confident you know more willing to really submit to god and i think again like listening to your intuition and let that lead you for me it's never really let me down uh the only time i've truly been let down is when I don't listen to my intuition. So just being right. bold, being brave, and you know, surrounding yourself with people who really love you and who are gonna tell you the truth, number one, but also do it out of love and care because they mm. want the best for you. And I'm so lucky because I have so many people like that in my life. I do realize that not everyone does, but make sure that you you get plugged into a healthy church. Yes. A healthy, healthy church led by a healthy pastor who you know, for me, the reason why I go to Hope City is because not only is Jeremy awesome, but he lets his wife lead too. And, you know, he credits her all the time and he uplifts her mm. all the time. And I think that's so powerful and so special. And that gives me hope as a woman to see a godly man like that. And, you know, his wife has such a huge role at the church too, and she's powerful too. And they, they help lead each other. And to be under a church like that, that is so big, it makes not only an impact on me, but thousands of people. So I really encourage people who are pursuing to be better, to get under strong leadership like that, that isn't afraid to admit imperfections, but at the end of the day, like acknowledges that it's not about them. They don't have all the answers that Jesus does and they're doing what they think is, you know, best for their church and what God is calling them to do. And also if you could just share um, and we're we're closing out with this, but if you can just share um, the title and the author and just a quick synopsis of the book you've been reading, because I think that's been significant for you. And yeah. um, not just young woman, really anybody, I think this would be a great read for you. Maybe this would be a good stepping tool in challenging you to get yourself in that place with the Lord uh, before you step into uh, outside relationships. Yeah, it's called Relationship Goals by Michael Todd. Okay, so really yeah, it's so go out and grab it, order it on Amazon. They'll bring it right to your house. <laughs> um, Relationship Goals by uh, Michael Todd or Mike Todd? Michael Todd. Michael Todd. And um, you know, we just want to we just want to encourage you today to just, you know, the biggest encouragement that I can give you is, you know, just keep going, you keep pressing. And, you know, even if you, even if you stumble, like, so you stumbled, you know, don't, don't spend a lot of time beating yourself up for stumbling. Just pick yourself up and, 
uh, you know, if you need to, repent to the Lord for stumbling and ask the Holy Spirit to give you the strength to continue on and remove your, especially young, younger people, remove yourself from situations. Don't put your, don't, don't think you're stronger than you are for sure. Don't put yourself in situations that you're not going to be able to stand strong in. You know, so um, I say this a lot. When you open a door, when you step through a door, you never know where it's going to lead. So be very cautious to what doors you open in your life. Be very cautious to what relationships you open in your life because you don't know where it's going to lead. And um, always pray. Always ask the Lord. God, you know, he, he wants to show you what you don't know. And so if you order this book, any any Christian um, living, Christian uh, encouragement type books or reading the Bible, uh, something that I always do that I believe is a big help is before I, I, especially the Bible, I ask the Holy Spirit, who's one of his titles is teacher. I ask him to teach me, show me uh, what I need to know while I'm reading today. And so, because, you know, you get to a point where you've read the Bible over and over, but yet it still remains fresh. If you're asking the Holy Spirit to show you what exactly it is you need to learn in this season of your life, because there's so many different seasons that we go through. We don't want to miss it, especially, um, you know, a young woman in your 20s. Uh, get rooted and grounded in the Lord. Find your identity. Who you? Who did God create? Who did God birth you out of the womb to become? That's what you need to find. Find that in the Lord and don't let anybody else, even yourself, come in and rob you of that identity, that purpose and position in your life. 